We're going to stop here for a second and bring on our newsmaker line. Uh, the man we talked about on hour number one, Joe Walsh, joins us. Joe, nice to have you with us on Beyond the Beltway. Hey, my friend Bruce Dumont, it's always an honor to be with you. Well, listen, you're 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 one of the hot things in politics uh, now because of your appearance on George Stephanopoulos today. And uh, uh, by the way, you you had you you laid out your litany, your 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 prosecution of the president rather brilliantly today. I don't think there's a there's a line that you that you missed. But speak to something that we discussed in hour number one, and that is. What do you hope to do? What signal do you hope to send to this large number that you allege is out there of Republican office holders? What do you want them to do? Hey, Bruce, I want them to come out. Um, see, I believe that most Republicans and independents in this country, privately, they know Donald Trump is unfit to be president. They're, they're afraid to say it publicly. Like so many of my former colleagues in Congress, they believe that. They just don't want to say it publicly. We have to say it publicly now because we can't survive another four years of Donald Trump. So that's what I hope to do with this campaign is to encourage them to come out and acknowledge publicly that Donald Trump is unfit. And and how much money do you think you need, Joe, to make this case against the president that already has a, uh, an, an apparent un unlimited amount of money to spend on re-election? You know, I need money, not as much as he does with technology today. I need money, but you know what? With getting on TV and social media and spreading this message around, again, I'm trying to light a bunch of wildfires all over the country, Bruce, and I think it's there. You look at how this president has acted just in the past week alone. He's tweeting this country into a recession. That should scare the hell out of every American. And for those Republicans who feel that every time you utter a negative word about the president, you, you are, you're putting a dagger in his, in his heart and that that will lead to a Democrat, uh, perhaps a socialist Democrat. Uh, to victory next year? Look, I think Donald Trump is a danger to America. I don't believe he can and should be reelected. The Democrats are wrong on policy, but you know what? I'd rather fight on policy. I'd rather fight bad policy than deal with an egomaniac narcissist uh, who's a, uh, a serial liar who's disloyal to this country um, who's a real danger to the country. I think that's a bigger threat than the bad ideas of the Democrats. Joe, do you believe that Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, or Joe Biden are a danger to this country? No, I think their ideas are wrong, but I don't think they're a danger to this country. Donald Trump doesn't believe in the rule of law. That's a danger to America. And when you look at those uh, since you've announced, has there been any one of these members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, that you talked about with George Stephanopoulos today, have any of them given you a call? I've spoken to a few of them privately, but to be honest, Bruce, they're not they're not they're not ready to come forward publicly. It's gonna take more. 
Now, when you announced today, uh, does that mean, I assume that means the end of your talk radio career for the time being because of equal time. Is that your understanding that you may have done your last show uh, for your network of stations? I'm done with talk radio, uh, and that makes me sad, but to me, this is a bigger mission. Uh, I've got to do what I can to make sure this guy can't be reelected. And Bruce, by the way, to, to try to help save the Republican Party. Trump has destroyed the Republican Party. Young people, women, and people who live in the suburbs do not want to vote Republican right now. So one one last thing, you you well, Eric Cohn is here, and he's a libertarian, but he's uh, he's got some questions for you or a question yeah, for you. Hey, Eric. Uh, hi, Joe. So the the litany of indictments uh, against Trump that you've laid down are things I think could have been very credibly said about Donald Trump when he first announced he was running for president of the United States in 2015. You were a rather vociferous Trump supporter up until uh, a point recently in time. What changed your mind? What changed your mind that said, you know, I can't support this guy anymore what what was the moment and, and i apologize for voting for him i made a mistake and that's on me eric i realized pretty quickly that two things moved me i realized after he got elected pretty quickly that every time he opened his mouth he told a lie and no matter where you stand politically if we have a president who lies almost every time he opens his mouth we can't support that but and then think- finally at Helsinki in July of 18, he lost me. When he stood in front of the world and said, I stand with Putin and I don't stand with my own intelligence community, that was it for me. That was an act of disloyalty. We got a quick so- question from Jason Spires. He's here. Uh, He's got a question for you. Yes, Mr. Walsh. I'm an Illinois resident. My, my question to you is, I hear you saying a lot of things, but Justin Amash came out, and you said you wanted to start wildfires. Justin Amash actually said that he should be indicted or impeached. Do you support that statement, and would you say what Justin Amash has said? I read the Mueller report, and if you read the Mueller report, there's no doubt that the case for impeachment is there. The president lied, he ordered other people to lie, he obstructed the investigation, period. Those are grounds for impeachment. Joe, we've got to pause. Do you want to continue now or do you want to do it in a couple of weeks? Um, Your call, Bruce. I would do anything for you because I'm your biggest fan. We'll be right back. Bruce Dumont back. We are coast to coast and border to border on radio and television at the moment. And uh, we are joined by Joe Walsh who has just announced that he is challenging Donald Trump in the Republican uh, primary for President of the United States. And uh, uh, he was kind enough to give us a call. We didn't know whether he was going to be able to make it or not. But, Joe, we appreciate uh, your, your joining us uh, for, the, for the program. What if, I love to be with you, Bruce. It's a great show. What are, what are your next steps? What, what do you do next? You've got this huge splash you had now. I assume you're going to be doing what nonstop talk show hosts and uh, not talk show hosts, but as a as a as a host, but as a guest. Is that part of your uh, your foundation? Yeah, what I'm going to try to do, Bruce, is get my face and my voice out there as much as possible to tell as many people as possible that Donald Trump is unfit to be president. That's what I believe. I believe a lot of people believe that. 
And I'm just going to try to encourage as many people, especially Republicans, to come out and say that. We'll be in New Hampshire and Iowa this week and next week campaigning our rear rents off uh, to, to, to get that message out there. Uh, Daniel Biss, who uh, you may know from his days in Springfield, he's joining us yeah. tonight. He's our Democrat. Uh, go ahead. Hey, Joe. How are you? Hi, Daniel. Um, so here's my question. You know, you you talk about the belief that a whole bunch of Republicans in Congress agree that Donald Trump is unfit to be president, but are basically frightened to come out and say it publicly. Yeah. Well, the thing they're scared of is the Republican primary electorate, the same people you're trying to reach right. out to. And, and the polls seem to show that they're pretty much right about where Republican primary voters are at on Donald Trump. So my question is, do you think they're missing something? Do you think Republican primary voters right now have a different view than conventional wisdom suggests? And if not, it's 2019. The guy's been president. He's been behaving in this way as president for more than two and a half years. What are you going to do to change their minds? Hey, Daniel, again, good to hear you. Um, our politics may be different, but I respect everything you do. I think, I think Trump's support among Republicans is wide, but I think it's soft. A lot of the polling I've seen, even in New Hampshire, 84% of Republicans in New Hampshire support Trump, but 50% of Republicans want a primary challenge. Um, I do believe that they're tired. They're tired of this president's drama every day. They're tired of his insults. They're tired of his cruelty. They're tired of his BS. And oh, by the way, this president right now, it's no longer funny. Like, Trump's no longer funny. He's tweeting the country into a recession right now. I think if Republican voters can be presented with an alternative who, and I'm a conservative, a conservative without all the drama, I, I think there might be something there. What do you think of the uh, other candidates? Because you said, you know, there weren't any other candidates. Well, William Weld has been out there for a couple of months. Uh, so he's at least one other option that's out there. Uh, what do you think of him, and uh, why has he not taken off, in your view? And, and, and Bill Welch's a good guy, Bruce, but here's the deal. If you don't stand up on your soapbox every day and make this about Trump, the fact that he's unfit, that he lies every time he opens his mouth, that he sides with Russia and not us, if you don't make the moral case against Trump every day, there's no reason to primary him. And Bill Weld respectfully isn't making that case. I I'm stunned this year that no other Republican came forward to make that case, which is why I came forward today. What about Mark Sanford? He's, an, again, another good conservative, nice man. But he's talking about running against Trump so that he can start a conversation about the debt and the deficits. Excuse me, I care about the debt and the deficits. But that's no reason to primary Trump. Again, the reason you primary Trump is because he's a bad man. He's a child. He's unfit to be president. If you can't carry that message, there's no way you're going to beat Trump in the primary. Jillian Burness is here. She's a Republican. Uh, she's uh, not real wild about your campaign. Well, I'm um, I, so I uh, currently live and am from the district that your congressional district before uh, the maps were changed. 
And yeah. um, it's not that I'm not against uh, everyone running for office. It's that I'm curious to know the path to victory. I know you're really great at uh, ginning up a grassroots support. You've definitely done it in the congressional district. But a lot of those same people who support you are also supporters of Trump. So I'm wondering how 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 you're going to get them to support you in this race. And then also how you're going to get those. Because to get on the ballot, you need to get the signatures from all 50 states. Um, how how you see that happening? Uh, great questions. And we've got very good people working on the ballot access because the Trump administration has worked with the Republican Party to try to make sure that no, there can be no primary challengers. So we're going to face that head on. But your other question is really important. So here's the bet I'm making. I believe most Republicans and conservatives deep down, even though they like some of Trump's policies, they are freaking tired of all the drama, of all the tweets and all the insults. What they need to see is, hey, I can get some of these conservative policies without all these BS, without all the daily tweets. If I can make that case, we can be successful. If I can't, then I, I won't be successful. Uh, Joe, uh, a lot of your critics are saying uh, this is an ego trip for you, a big ego trip, that your radio career is not going as famously and fabulously yeah. as you would like it to go. And that this is an opportunity for you to get out there, say what you want to say, get all kinds of media coverage, uh, and maybe parlay this into a much bigger deal, either a radio or TV deal down the road. And the way you do that is you attack the president of the United States because the mainstream media will love you because they like anyone who's a turncoat. Response. Hey, look, I do what I believe, and I say what I believe. The easiest thing for me to do is to just line up with everybody else in conservative media and sing this president's praises. If I did that, I'd still have a radio show, I'd have great ratings, and every Republican would love me. I truly believe that this president is a danger to the country. He has no respect for the rule of law. He believes he's a dictator. This will be the most difficult thing I've ever done because Trump and his people are going to come after me and pound me every day. Uh, believe me, I'm not doing this because it's going to be fun. I'm doing it because I think it's the right thing to do. Do you have any major financial supporter that's given you a little jump start in this campaign? Yes. And by the way, we announced this morning in the first day we've raised a bunch of money. So I'm excited. Can you name who your main benefactor is? I won't, uh, a bun but a bunch of people from all over the country. I think we'll do pretty well when it comes to money, at least enough to get our message out. How much have you raised thus far in this w one day that you've, you've been out there? I don't know that yet, but I believe in the first, what, 12-some hours, we've raised over $100,000. That may be nothing, but we're, we're starting. Will, you, will your headquarters be in Illinois or elsewhere? Don't know yet. Would you be open to a debate with anyone else on any of the major networks? Always. What is the one issue that, other than the one of unfitness and, and incompetence and and, uh, and 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 dishonesty that you've articulated tonight? What is the one issue in this campaign 
that you want to uh, lay out a plan for that Republicans can really look at and compare you with Donald Trump? The issue that got me elected in 2010, I went to Congress in 2010 because I was pissed off at both political parties that were bankrupting future generations. Donald Trump told us that he would eliminate the debt in eight years. He's increased the debt more than Barack Obama, and he skyrocketed the deficits. He lied about that. Um, that's what we need to do something about. Uh, we have one more question here in Chicago, then we've got to move on. Go ahead. Uh, Jason. Uh, hi, it's Jason Spires. I heard all your thoughts about Trump not being fit. So my question for you is you came in as part of the Tea Party in 2010. You said you're irritated yeah. with both parties. So if you don't happen to unseat Trump and it comes down to a general election and let's say Justin Amash declares libertarian presidential candidate, are you voting for Justin Amash or the LP over the Democrat? Are you leaving it blank or are you going to vote for Trump? I'll tell you two things. There's no way I can ever or will ever vote for Donald Trump again. If you give me a candidate like Justin Amash, a libertarian, a limited government guy in the general, then I would vote for that. Is supporting Donald Trump in the past the biggest political mistake you've ever made? No. The biggest political mistake I've ever made, um, Bruce, is also the biggest moral mistake I've ever made, and it helped lead to Trump. Look, I believe, in a way, I helped create Donald Trump, because I went to Washington eight, nine years ago to fight about all these things, and oftentimes I got personal and ugly and hateful in my fight. I said things about Barack Obama that I will regret for the rest of my life. I think that ugly personal politics helped lead to Trump, because that's all Trump does. That's the biggest mistake I made, was to engage in ugly personal politics, and I will never do that again. Okay, so that's your pledge in the primary. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be rough, but uh, you're going to pull your punch a little bit. Yes, sir. Okay. Joe Walsh, thank you very much for joining us on Beyond the Beltway. Uh, keep us posted on your campaign. We'll be talking about you here every Sunday night for a while. Joe Walsh, former Illinois congressman, uh, former now a former talk show host, syndicated talk show host, who has announced that he's taking on Donald Trump for the Republican nomination for president of the United States. Joe, thanks very much. Back shortly.